podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nina Kauza Show. I have been away, lengthy break, winter break for me as well. Podcasters need a bit of time off as well. Welcome back to the Nina Kauza Show. It's great to be back. This show is brought to you by LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN companion for all your football viewing, where you can get 25% off using the coupon code AIVPN. AI VPN. So get on that, people. I mean, with Liberty Shield, you get access to free UK TV from anywhere, including BBC iPlayer for Match of the Day, plus Sky Go, BT Sports, Champions League football's back, all the Reds Premier League games and the Champions League games live. So head over to Liberty Shield, 25% off, discount code AI VPN. All that said and done, my God, the Reds, you know what, the Reds, local football team, I'm just going to say it right now, they are the football equivalent of that girl that could look good in a bin bag. It wasn't the best game against Norwich City, but my God, 1-0, five more games to go. And joining me on this podcast, because um, I've been away, so we've got to get some professionals back on this podcast, and we'll have some callers as well. I am delighted to be I am delighted to be joined by two excellent guests. Joining me first is um, a familiar voice on the Nina Kauser show. And um, he was on with Dag's Tandon not so long ago. So it's great to have him back on. Aditi and Narayan. Adi, welcome back. Hello, Nina. Nice to have you back. It's great to be back. I'm all zen and shit. We'll see how I go. I was actually quite calm watching that game for some strange reason. And joining Adi, let's introduce him. I think he's missed me, you know. I think he really has. It is um, an honour to work with this guy and to call him my friend as always. It is Harinda, also known as Paji. Harinda, welcome back. Hello. How are you? Welcome back. They let you back in the country. They, they let me back. More, more, you know, amazed, right? No bloopers went off or anything. I know. I thought they would have arrested you because of Interpol and the arrest warrant. Uh, you know what that would be wishful thinking well guys let's get this show kicked off um apologies if i'm a little rusty i have literally not done this in like i'd say about three weeks right so um let's go to our first caller again a familiar voice and uh, i know his name now it's nick turner but his discord name is g's on toast welcome back nick oh yeah oh yeah thanks thanks for having me back and welcome back nina as well so Welcome back to both of us, I guess. Welcome back to both of us. Well, Nick, you are on. It is live. Liverpool have won 1-0. Talk to me. Five points. Um, Five games now. Five games. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, another, another. well, I'm not going to say great performance because I don't think it was quite as good mm. as we've played recently. But, you know, we, we uh, you know, we got the result there. I, I wanted to say a couple of things. Firstly, Bobby Firmino, some brilliant touches in there. Um, especially that nice little drag back pass that he did to Wijnaldum, completely befuddled the uh, Norwich defence. That was that was a great piece of skill. Um, but but the the most important thing surely is you know um, Sadio Mane. He's back after a few games out, like you and me. He's back, and um, you know he comes on as a sub, and it's an incredible touch to take control of the ball and a fantastic finish, and you know. Mane is, you know, he, he's come back and he's made the difference straight away. and He's a great player. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, what we'll do, we'll, we'll kind of, um, is, is there a specific question you want to ask Nick or should we just carry on? No, just carry on. That, that was my point, really. Just that, that was your point about, yeah, okay, what we'll do is... Great to have Mane back. 
it's great to have Marnie back. I mean, let's kind of talk about that. Let's kind of angle that in, lads, because um, and Harinda, I'll come to you first. Of course, um, I think the, the starting point from every game is when the team sheet is, an, you know, the team news is announced and you saw Marnie on the bench. And it kind of made sense given the fact that we've got the Champions League football back now. But my God, I mean, to have that guy on the bench in the ranks, knowing that he can cause absolute damage. I mean, like, like Nick said, great control. Um, Hundred Premier League goal for him, I believe. I don't Personal? know. I've, I haven't taken a look at the stats. All I that's know. what's that's what Sky wrote anyway. Somewhere ah, I read it somewhere. Okay. Listen, you're now being impressive. Not only have you been let back in the country, you've learned how to read. The girl so, is accomplished. Do you know spiritual, what? Spiritual. Spiritual. This is what I call. This is what I call a religious miracle. It is, man. <laughs> it's all the holy water. Indeed. <laughs> oh dearie me but yeah you're right Listen, you know, no, 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 it was a miracle actually if anyone doesn't know i was um, on, on a religious pilgrimage in 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 mecca and medina and um not getting arrested. I, yeah, okay, i'm not getting arrested but you know what i would sit in in the mosque you know the guy by the holy place for 10 hours in silence silence because no one would talk to you there's that as well <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's good. Right. Being serious now again for a while. Um, he's just fantastic, isn't it? You know what? I know you all, we've had the jokes about it's good to be back and so on and so forth. But it's good to be back and carrying on where you left off. Yeah, that rhythm, that pace, everything. And he was electric, right? It wasn't as mm. if he'd been, you couldn't have told that you had an injury beforehand because it was just a case of whereby he was on the ball. And his turn of pace, man. Christ alive, he, he had Norwich so scared. I, and you could sit there and think, you know what, if it had been the other, what was that guy, Ruddy, when Ruddy used to be in goal for them and Suarez turned up on the pitch. Norwich must have been thinking, he's going to score, isn't he? He's going to score, isn't he? Gonna... And then obviously he did. Yeah, I, that's why I think that Norwich would have seen that with regards to Mane. Absolutely. Super... There, there are no superlatives left for him in my mind. He just comes on the pitch, does his thing, bang, goal. And almost, it got to the point whereby I thought he was going to crack on with his first touch because as he came on the 60th minute, they made there was a passage of play that had been built up and Salah kind of tried to lay it off to Mane and I thought if that had come off nicely, just smash one into the top corner. How great would that be? <laughs> you know, instead of making us wait making us wait till the 77th minute Liverpool um, for a goal, having one come on 60th minute, by the 61st we're one nil up. That would have been quite nice also. It would have been nice, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, Adi, I'd like to get your points on Marnie, but I feel like, you know, just, I'd like to get your thoughts on Marnie, but for me, it kind of felt like the engine was heating up. You, you know, you, you felt it coming. You, you're at that stage now where you no longer worry or get anxiety about where that goal is going to come from because we're just so used, you were so used to it, you know, like it just happens all yeah. the time. And, you know, just with regards to Adi or Marnie, I mean, that touch as well, the way he kind of took it as well. And he's just such a, He's an unpredictable player, and I think that's why he's having so much joy in, in, in the Premier League, per se. He's very hard to read. Yep. Uh, first of all, about your initial point that it felt like it was coming, I was just telling my friend uh, on a WhatsApp chat a few minutes ago that, in a way, this team's taken the joy out of watching Liverpool because, you know, that anxiety, waiting for the goal, and then if we score late, are we going to hold on to it? None of that's there. I mean, when, when, when Sadio scored today, I smiled. And I, I didn't celebrate. And, you know, they've made this so routine. They've made this almost expected that every time they go out onto the pitch, they'll get three points in, in some way. Come what may, they will, they will eventually mm. win. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think from the moment that Mane came on today, <clears throat> as Paji said, it didn't, it didn't feel like he was out injured. Uh, and it didn't feel like, you know, he was he was coming into a team that was that was rusty or you know just had a two week break the rhythm wasn't there he clicked from you know the the minute that he came on i think we had a free kick when he came on and the first thing we did was long ball in behind and uh, and he ran onto it not the not the greatest touch uh, obviously but uh, we almost had a chance from that so uh, i think it's just the relentlessness of this group that was exemplified by the 30 minutes that Mane played today uh, and yeah, 100th Premier League goal. Uh, 
what a player uh, and i mean we can say that it felt like it was coming but that that moment was was still it, he still had to put that in because we missed we missed a couple of sitters as well uh, so it was nice that he put that in and uh, yeah five five more games uh five more wins and hopefully we wrap it up uh, before the end of march which we should and uh, then we can focus on the champions I'm a total bitch. I've not changed in some fashion. I hope we win it on my mum's birthday. Um, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> that pettiness will never go. <laughs> nah, the religious pilgrimage hasn't changed you. <laughs> not that you know, people are actually shocked because um, I didn't have I didn't have access to the games. I didn't watch the games whilst I was out there, and they were like, "You're gonna sky go it," and I'm like, "No, I'm not." They're like, "You're gonna sky go it," and I'm like, "I couldn't anyway." There's no internet. I was like, literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's nothing for me. I'm gonna come back to Nick now. Nick, I want to get your thoughts on this because what I found really interesting is normally when there's like an international break, obviously this time it's something different. It was a winter break. I always find that. We, we have like a disappointing result. And I thought that, all right, the, the, the performance might not have been great and there might have been some rusty performances by certain individuals, but winning is winning. That's what we all care about here. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I, I was speaking to a mate also on WhatsApp earlier and saying, I don't, I can't remember the last time we lost a game in the league. Um, I don't know, was it like a year or two years ago? It's just ridiculous. Um we're just in such a good groove right now, and it's just fantastic. Absolutely. I think we're all feeling that well, Nick. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share, add um, anything um, uh, be- before we let you go? I mean, just a quick thought on the Champions League game against Atletico Madrid. Anything? Yeah, looking forward to that game on Tuesday, definitely. Um, I suppose the, o- the only other thing, but that'll probably be another discussion point on its own, is the incredible saved by Allison in the first half. I mean, that, that was just... I think it may have been given offside if VAR had reviewed it, maybe, but nevertheless, it was an absolutely fantastic save. It's under... Absolutely. Well, Nick, thank you so much, and you can enjoy the rest of your weekend, which is routine. <laughs> thank you. Yes, I will. Thank you. Cheers. All right, Terrell. Take Bye. care. Okay, so that was Nick. Okay, it's just, um, if anyone wants to call in, let me know on Discord. As you can tell, you clearly don't want to speak to me, so, assholes, I see you. I see your names. I'm judging you. I'm judging you hard. Right, it's just myself, Ardi, and Harinda. So what we'll do is we'll kind of just talk about the game, and I'll pick up from the point of what Nick made about Alison. I mean, for me, he was in some crazy, crazy uh, form anyway. I believe... um. My brother told me, I was watching the game, my brother, he said that he didn't take a vacation. He went to Brazil and trained. Yeah, he was training with his brother's team. I don't know what the team is called, but he was training with his brother's team in Brazil. I mean, that's just absolutely incredible. And he, I mean, Adi, just to stick with you as well, I mean, talk to me about just the saves. And he's just... um, He's that keeper that he never, ever looks like he always looks sharp and always alert to any kind of danger or threat. His reflexes are like, he just always seems so alert to me. And I think that's what really, really impresses me about him. Commanding everything. He's like Spider-Man. If he was a superhero, he would be Spider-Man. And he's got the black outfit as well. Oh, God. And I think the best thing about him is that he doesn't react till very late. So he doesn't commit. And yet his reflexes ensure that he makes more saves than anybody else. It would been easy for him to commit um, before the guy made the pass and give him an easy finish there. But uh, it's, it's, I think, an attribute that the great goalkeepers have that they cannot commit too early and still, you know, make more saves than anyone else. Uh, I've just seen that he's the first keeper to 10 clean sheets this season. He's played, he's missed eight games. So uh, that's how good he is. Uh, and, I mean, we have, we've spoken so much about Alisson in the last uh, one and a half years and how much he's changed us. Uh, but w- once again, uh, we weren't playing well at all. Uh, in the first half, we were, we were still in control of the game, but we weren't creating. And Norwich were, on a couple of occasions, playing through our press and stuff. And uh, I think if that, that chance had gone in, uh, you never know. You know uh, we were rusty, panic might have set in. Um, you never know how it could have gone from there. Uh, because Norwich seemed like they were a decent side on the counter-attack. 
So maybe with us committing even more, if we were down, uh, maybe they'd have had more chances. But uh, yeah, Allison's unreal. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, there's there's not much to say really because I think we've all used all our superlatives already. Uh, just just another day in the office for it. Yeah, and that's the scary thing, just another day in the office for Alice. And I mean, Harida, you talked to me, I know you absolutely love this guy. I know you love them all, but I know you absolutely love this guy because when he does something, you just lose it on, on the Tinterweb, on, on Twitter. I, see I lose Twitter. it more when you say he's got the black stuff or black suit. Black yeah, the black Spider-Man, black Spider-Man. Black Spider-Man. The black Spider-Man was a baddie, wasn't a goodie. No, Morales, the, the, in, in, oh, in the verse. The... You what? Spider-Man in the verse, whatever it's called. Sorry, man, he's obsessed with Spider-Man. He's five years or four years old. Yeah, when I've watched Spider-Man, and I'm talking even the Tobey Maguire-type versions of Spider-Man, the, the black suit's not the good one, okay? <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Yeah, but I also like Bond villains. Van Dyke. I'm sure we've had this conversation before about Bond villains and wearing black, and you couldn't name one. Oh no, there was odd job, but he had a shirt on as well. I'm sure Virgil ain't odd job. Either which way, we have seriously gone off on a tangent there. Not much to talk about the game. Let's go, let's go, let's go back to Alison. But you know what? What was more worrying was the fact that Norwich player was named after my wife, Rup. Every time I was like, "What the hell is Rup?" Rup? I was like, "This is not good." If if he scores, I go, "This is not good." I can't have a Rup scoring against Liverpool. It's just not going to happen. But the end of the day he does what he does best man his arms are so long i, I don't know whether he, either there's something in his gloves that gives him an extra heart six inches on his hands or something like that but his arms look huge like as if someone stretched them from end to end a bit like what was that film kickboxer or whatever it was way back when you had van damme being stretched between two trees oh yeah i reckon the same thing happened oh what about what those weird blues you see that's like car parks you know the ones with big wavy arms oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like an american car lot where there's yes we have the blue streaming things yes i kind of get that yeah it's a bit like that but um Coming back to Addison's long, can you imagine being Jordan Pickford looking at that? It'd be enough to make you cry every single day. I've heard about leg extensions. What about arm extensions? Yeah, they that. Why they train me that way? You can do it. Okay, yeah, fucking short arm, dickhead. Um, Addison is great. But you just look at the confidence it exudes in the team. They know they can play a little bit of risky football. They know they can be under the cosh, so to speak. But in this one, I think genuinely, had it gone all the way through, VAR would have found something wrong with a heel or a hand or an armpit like it normally does for Norwich and ruled it out. Because it's quite tight, right? And mm. they, didn't, they didn't do any kind of post-VAR lines or anything like that, or like I thought Sky would do to try and give Norwich the benefit of the doubt in some kind of way or form. But... The reason why I remember the incident even more is prior to that is you had Martin, oh, I'm a very shit commentator, Tyler, going off on another tangent about Liverpool and how they would run things so close last season only to be picked by Leicester City. Uh, I'm like, huh? What's Leicester City got to do? They didn't win anything last season. I was sitting thinking, is Martin Tyler losing his marbles? Well, actually, then I remembered that he'd always lost his marbles, to be honest. Because then he went off on another tangent about, you know, oh, yeah, Liverpool, and sometimes they come so close. And, oh, you know, you won't want me to say it with Cara about Man United being the only team that they haven't beaten them yet. And I'm like going, sorry, that um, I stopped Liverpool winning every single game. I'm like going, what the fuck has that got to do with anything right now? Just because Norwich City play in Newton green colours. Fuck off. I mean, obviously, Alison saved. And then he had to think about something else to talk about. It's just this weird stuff that goes around in the match on at any given moment in time. And wherever Kara and Tyler are together, it just seems to be even worse. And I wish there was a way of being able to get another commentary going other than them. But it's so painful. So, so painful. It's the thing that will taint the title. There you go. Sky have tainted Liverpool's charge to the title because Martin Tyler chats shit. 
Yeah, he, he kind of nitpicks, doesn't he? He does absolutely You can nitpick. see we're really clutching at straws as to what to talk about in this match, right? <laughs> yeah, but there isn't much to talk about. Let's, let's be honest, people. Let's be honest. But you know what? We're going to try. We're going to try. We, we, we shall try. Okay, um, Adi, I'm going to come to you. And um, I guess on the flip side to this, I'm, I'm quite surprised in, in a bizarre way because... I thought Norwich played quite well, and it's quite scary to think that they were, they sat right at the bottom of the Premier League. Yeah, I, and I think this has been their problem all season. I've watched a few games of theirs, and they generally do play well. But you know, the number of times that they gave the ball away while trying to play out from the back, where we weren't clinical. But if if we were in proper rhythm, and this was a game, say two weeks ago, I think we just scored five today because they make so many basic mistakes playing out of the back. They give the ball away so often. But yeah, they've got some really good players. And I think when they go down, they're going to, they're going to get a lot of money for, for a lot of these players. You know, Cantwell looks a really good player. Wendy has, Wendy has been pretty good this season. Uh, I like their right back as well. I thought Max Aaron, he played really well. And yeah, they're a very good team. And I think Kara made a really good point on commentary saying they're probably the best bottom team in the league in a long time. And uh, how the Premier League, the bottom sides are actually probably better this year than they have been in the last few years. Uh, when and that was also when Tyler was uh, chatting shit about uh, how the league isn't very good this year and shit like that. But uh, yeah, about Norwich, I think they're they're a decent side. They, they caused us trouble on opening day at Anfield as well. They caused us a few problems today. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, if if you make basic mistakes, you're going to get punished. And they made a lot of basic mistakes even today, uh, you know, and would have got punished on another day. If if Salah was a little sharper and if we picked the right passes, we could have scored 5-6, really. Yeah, we could have. And I think, you know, that, that's the difference right there. Harinda, I'm going to come to you now. And um, I want to get your thoughts on... Um, Let's talk about some of our players. I mean, let's kind of talk about the, the, the defence in general. I mean, another clean sheet, you know, it's absolutely incredible, you know, given the fact that, you know, I thought there were, you know, I thought, you know, I think Norwich had maybe two chances, maybe two pretty good chances if my memory serves me well. This is what happens, memory like a goldfish. But as a whole, I thought the defence did really well. Um, You can't really say anything more yeah, about I them. Thought, I, thought, I thought they were pretty solid on the whole, mm. to be fair, because... If I think about their chances, the one that Alisson obviously saves, um, then there's in the second half the header from Henley, Hen, Hen, Henley, whatever his name, the captain's name is, which is headed, and it's not headed towards the goal at all. Like at all, it's like headed back towards the corner flag. I'm like, all right, that's not really a chance. But again, you have to have the salivating Martin. Oh, what a chance! And you know, like everyone in the and the way the crowd reacts is as if it's going on target. And you're looking at it, you're like going, it's nowhere near. <laughs> there's that. And obviously there's the one from Tete where, you know, like the crowd's going, shoot. And then Tete does shoot and hits the post. That's, that's literally all that they did. They had one shot on target. One. Yeah. So that's, how, that's how troubling they were. They had one shot on target. One shot on target, wow. Yeah, so it's just like, I don't know. With our, I kind of hear what I did there, what you're saying in respect to Norwich and Kara saying that, you know, they're the best team in the bottom. They're the best to look at. If they were better than the best, they wouldn't be where they were. <laughs> Do you think it was maybe a case of like when people want to play Liverpool, they want to bring their best selves forward? Um, almost, but they're also back to a full complement, right? I mean, they've had lots of injury problems over the last mm. few months as well, Norwich. Um, and obviously Sam Byron going off in the first 18 minutes probably didn't help their cause. But I kind of thought when Jamal Lewis came on, they, they hadn't really lost anything in that change. Uh, in, in fact, I would have said, like, I remember Jamal Lewis when he came to um, Anfield, they played quite well with him. So I kind of thought that he was going to start today. I was surprised it was Byron. Um, I, I don't know why it was Byron, to be fair. But it, is, it was what it was, so to speak. Um, other than that, I thought Gomez was quite accomplished today, along with Van Dijk. Mm. You know, when you, it's almost like when you've got... With our defence now, if you're not talking about them scoring, 
you don't really need to talk much about them defending because they're all so good now. You know, the the problems that we faced earlier in the season in respect to, you know, like people having great chances against us or scoring or, you know, not keeping able to keep clean sheets, that gelling of the four at the back seems to have worked out quite nicely and they've paced it to a T. Normally, we used to crap ourselves in January that there'd be flat batteries, they'll be dead as a dodo. You know, all the kind of um, phrases would come out as to how atrocious we were going to be. But now we're on the other side of St. Valentine, of, of Valentine's Day. Um, the massacre in the news has already happened, thanks to Mo Chatra. And Liverpool are just doing their business on the pitch. Aaron Brage used to go on Valentine's Day. The only massacre that was going on was me and Gags watching Liverpool thrash Villa 6 0. You know, so. I'm all for this. Boring one nils until we actually clinch the title, possibly against Palace. Who knows if City slip up, it will be earlier. And if we slip up, it might be later, but let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, I'm all for it. I'll take a boring chart, you know, procession now to the title all day, all night. No problems. Fair enough. I love that. Somebody wants them. Uh, I think we just want it done ASAP as quick as possible. And if City can aid us, that'd be great. You know, let's just get things done really quick. Adi, I mean, your thoughts on the defence. I think Harinda made a really interesting point there where it's kind of expected now. And I, when he was kind of speaking about the defence and, you know, they were so under the microscope because this show was basically um, came to life and came to existence because of bad defending and shit results. I'm going to be real with you here. And now I'm sat here and we've got a great goalkeeper. We've got a solid defence. We're winning a great manager as well. All the things I was concerned about, all my qualms have kind of been shut up. Calm down, Nina. Things have been addressed. Talk to me about that defence, Adi, because it is true now. It's the the bare minimum that we expect is for Liverpool's defence to be solid. Yeah, I remember uh, three years ago, 4 a.m. in the morning in India, and I'm ranting about Lovren and Mignolet, so... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm glad that we passed those times. But, uh, yeah, once again, there was, there was really nothing that they were troubled as such by. I mean, obviously Norwich had a couple of opportunities in the counter-attack, but uh, I thought th- th- there was really nothing that troubled us as such because... Uh, they, they were petrified of running at Van Dijk. Um, there was that pooky shot at the end where uh, against any other defender, he'd, he'd, take, he'd take that extra one or two touches into the box before shooting. But he sees Van Dijk, he's petrified of Van Dijk, takes the shot straight at Allison, which Allison catches. Um, and that, that is, I think that's what really sets us apart now, that opposition attackers are petrified of certain individuals in our team. Uh, there was that moment in the Bulls game when Adama Traore, he was, he was roasting everyone and then he saw Van Dyke and he took a shot from 35 yards. And I think that's a big difference now. It's just that we have, we have a presence all over the pitch. Uh, from Allison to Firmino, we've got presence everywhere. And uh, yeah, what more can I say? Uh, as I said before, 10 clean sheets for Allison this season, uh, the, the highest in the league. Uh, but he's missed eight games, and that sort of sums it up. Absolutely. That's just ridiculous in itself. You know, 10 clean sheets, 18 games played, unreal stats. They just keep breaking records. It's it's so, so bizarre. Adi, I'm going to stick with you. Let's talk about the midfield. Slight difference. Um, Jordan Henderson, Ginny Wijnaldum, and Naby Keita. Talk to me about that, because I thought, again, Jordan Henderson had a pretty good game. Um, You know, Ginny Wijnaldum doing Ginny Wijnaldum things. And Naby Keita, I thought, you know, a lot of his off-the-ball stuff was pretty decent. I thought, you know, he, he did some good things. But he, it seems like... He's a, and he's not played an awful lot of games as well, but I feel like there's a lot. There's people that want to get on his back and he's maybe not afforded the same luxury as certain players. And it kind of infuriates me a little because you kind of have to take into account that he does, he has had injuries. He doesn't play all the time. And these things can be contributing factors, but he's a different kind of midfielder compared to what we've got. Yeah, I agree. I thought uh, I thought Nabi was fine today. Uh, yeah, could have could have made a few better passes than he actually did. Uh, I, uh, but but he was he was okay. I mean, bring something to the midfield that the others don't have, as you said. Um, 
like like the way he dribbled past two or three players in the first half before uh, trying to play Mo in, but couldn't. Uh, but we've seen when he's played this season that he links up really well with Mo. Uh, that was that was kind of missing today, but the ability that he has to play through balls, to to see a pass, to see the attacker uh, attackers making runs, uh, is something that we don't have from our other midfielders. And I don't understand really why uh, people get on his back so much. And I mean, in a sense, I understand it. It's frustration. He's not been available as much as anyone would have liked, but. But, you know, when he plays, he almost always makes a difference to the side. And we look a better side with him on the pitch. Uh, but, yeah, today I thought he was, he was fine. Um, Genie was okay, pressed well, didn't, didn't really do much apart from that. And, and Henderson, again, uh, lovely pass to Mane for the goal. Uh, mm. played, a couple of, played a couple of superb diagonals as well. And <laughs> he's in the form of his life. Uh, and... I mean, I, I'm still laughing at the player of the year shouts, but he's in the form of his life and he's playing unbelievably well. He's the captain of the best team in the world. And, and he's actually contributing tangibly now, which is unreal. No, excellent points there. Absolutely could not agree more. And I, I too love the Hendo shouts as well. Harinda, I'm going to come to you. Talk to me about the midfield because it's it's such a nice luxury knowing that you can have the likes of maybe a Fabinho who can kind of just stay on the bench for this kind of game. And you do have certain midfielders. And, you know, I think that that was a, a concern for us that maybe we did look a little light in the midfield um, at one point in the season when we had a lot of injuries. So um, talk to me about their performance today. I thought, I thought they did the job well again today. Oh, I thought they were fine. Mm. Uh, to pick up on your point on Keita, I, I don't know what anybody sees wrong, really, because you have a player who's coming back from injury, still looked really sparky, looked full of life. Uh, you know, people go on about if a striker gets in the right position but doesn't score. If the ball doesn't get there for the striker to be in the right position to score, then they can't have be in that position to score or think about scoring. Now, Kato, when you look at the visions, you look at the balls, the way he's trying to put them, I get it. And so I'm on the first half, I made a tweet about my first half musing, which was, you know, we were, we were doing more, we had more probes out there than NASA in space because that's what we were doing. Literally, you could just see Liverpool tinkering, playing, toying with Norwich, working a way out into how to get through to the um, goal and, and put one in the back of the net. And Kato was pivotal to that to me today because he drove at them he was looking at passes to put between them seeing where people were he was doing everything that I expected of him the only thing he didn't do was put the ball in the back of the net the chance that he got that's the only thing that didn't happen and you know what Cruel did what Cruel needed to do well done him yeah it led to the Cruel and the gang joke from Martin Shitty Tyler and with Ginny had he had he lashed the ball in after the beat Firmino did what he did, which I still can't quite gather. It's a bit like you know, it's a bit as if, it's a bit like the ball being stuck to your foot, and you'd mm. be able to pivot and then release it. Yeah, I just don't know how he does stuff like that, but I've, I've given up thinking about Firmino in that sense because he just gives us all these joyful things to go and take a look at and salivate over on a regular basis. That I've lost count of them now. But again, focusing on the midfield alone. Um, even when the changes happened, we just became more, I suppose, bruising, for want of a better word. We were attacking the thrusting, pushing, huffing and puffing everything that Norwich put up, and then you bring on Fabinho. And you, at that point, I just actually thought Norwich must sit there and think, oh, for fuck's sake. Honestly, that's right. You know, we've survived 60 minutes, now we have to survive another half an hour, and they've just got better than what they were before. They were strong, and you know, they're hammering at us, and now it's all of a sudden someone's gone, that's, can you find the sledgehammer? Now bring the other one on too as well, please. Us two, okay, great, cheers, guys. Now you've got 11 sledgehammers at you. It's just craziness, man. I, I've not seen a Liverpool side like this in all my life. And I'm old, I think. And I can't wait for Cater. I think Keita will score a winning goal and it will be the one to do with the title. Because you can just see him probing, pushing and channeling away. Henderson, I thought was brilliant today. He did one loose ball when he was trying to play it to Joe Gomez on the mm. wing and, and Norwich capitalised slightly off that for about 30 seconds. That was it. 
You know, and the people moan and everything, cry about Henderson sometimes. I like Henderson. I don't care. You know what? He scored a goal the day before my daughter was born. Put, suits me down to the ground. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for Jordan Henderson. And in regards to the player of the year shouts, will he win it? Probably. But I don't know whether that'll be because of the way that our breast works in the UK. And we'll sit there and think, oh, British player, English player, oh, English player, English player, oh, oh, oh. And guffer, 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 he's way to winning it. But if you were going to give marks for perseverance, stamina, and the will to carry on in the face of absolutely every single adversity thrown at him during his career at Liverpool Football Club and what he's had to overcome, to be in the position that he's in, either as a player, either as a captain, either as somebody who's about to be discarded by Brendan Rodgers inside the fucking Fulham for places, good on him. Why take it away from him? Congratulate him. Be happy for the person. I am. Absolutely. And I think as well, for me as well, personally as well, he might not be technically the best player. And it, it, it's a bit of a kind of fuck you to people like Fergie and stuff. You know, he said he's got a poor gate and, oh, he ain't going to win anything. That's Liverpool's captain. You know, people, opposition fans like to take the piss out of him. And I think it's a bit of a slap to them as well because since he's won that Champions League and this season, he's actually been pretty good. You know, consistently he's been pretty good and he plays with a lot of heart. And you know anyone that gives it their all and he's actually proving that his, his all is actually pretty decent at times and he's coming through on these games. You've got to give him credit. I'm sorry, you can't, you can't have... You've got to call it game by game. He was yeah. good today, call it good. If he has a terrible game, call it. It doesn't mean that you hate or dislike a player. You were talking about the game and the player and, and the performance in isolation. And I think that's important. Like I've, you know, really like when Henson's had bad games, I've, I've said it. I've, I've said it many times on the podcast, but he's shut me up. And I sit there and I think, you know what? That's exactly what I want. I don't want, nobody wants any player in a local shirt to fail. You know, and the same goes with Naby Keita. And you know what? I'm going to talk about this actually whilst we because there wasn't an awful lot to, to talk about the game. I want to get your thoughts on this Minamino stuff because apparently he's left out the squad and apparently loads of people are already, again, um, labeling him as a flop, which again, I find so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> After how long? He's only been here three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. Fucking hell. Honestly, do you know what? Like the miracle in Mecca where God loves a trier because you stay quiet for 10 hours. Jordan Henderson fits into that. Minamino fits into that too. Our whole team fits into that. You know, God loves a trier. Minamino has only just come into our league and come into our system. Just a bit like how Fabinho came in, just how Cater came in, just how others have come in at hype. And Minamino came with no hype. No hype. It was just that he was a bargain and we nicked him under the noses of people who didn't know how to know how to read contracts and know about release clauses. Or if you're a clever agent and Man United come calling, you don't tell them about the release clause because you don't want them to take your player or you just don't want to send your player there because you go, oh, they're shit. Um, especially when you've got a little sniffing. Why would you want to go anywhere else, right? Let's face it. But on Minamino... It's going to take time for him to adapt. It's He's a great plug-and-play player, I think, off the bench and all that kind of stuff. And you could see that when he came on against Wolverhampton and things like that. He wasn't absolutely fantastic, but he was by no means rubbish. Yeah, he's not an atrocious player. He's got skill. He's quite clever. And when it all connects in respect to how Klopp wants it to, once that's unleashed, we will see the fruits. We've seen that with Fabinho. We've seen that with Cato. We've seen that with every other player that... Klopp has done this with. The only exceptions to that rule, simply because they are the fucking best in the world edition, are Alisson and Virgil Van Dyke. Van Dyke. There's the only two to the the only two exceptions to this. Yeah, where literally you buy them, you put them in, bang, and off you go. Yeah. Agreed. So, so, so Salah, even actually, I would say Mohamed Salah to some degree as well. Yeah, well, yeah, I've just seen a tweet. Uh, Fabinho was left out of three of Klopp's first four matchday squads. Uh, he didn't play a league minute for us until matchday nine when he came on from the bench. Uh, so, and we know what how important Fabinho is now. So, absolutely, with, with for, you know what, with, with Fabinho and Keita, I'll tell you a funny story. A certain journalist 
from a said local paper, and it wasn't James Pierce before everyone else gets onto it, it's somebody else. Yeah. Um, so that Cater had a terrible game in a preseason match against Torino. And was kind of slighting about Fabinho too. And I was at that match, sitting near the press box. And I was sitting there thinking, I, don't, I saw the game exactly what they did. I don't know what they were seeing different. Yeah, because I thought the players were having a pretty good game. There was one point, I think, where Torino scored um, because Keita didn't uh, double up on an overlap with Albi Moreno. That's the only time I ever saw Klopp shout at him in that whole match. But no one had anything, anything bad about you know Klopp didn't even shout at being in that match. But no. This said journalist, yeah. <coughs> journalist, decided to have a cracking go at Fabinho, like open season on him. And I'm like going, you're going to eat your words. He has. And the same will happen with people who want to lay into Minamino. They want to lay into any player, really, who hasn't even been with us for the football. Listen, you signed officially on the 1st, 2nd of January, whatever it was. What are people expecting to happen in the middle of that? They just had a couple of weeks break and everything. Um, what were your expectations? What were they? I guaranteed if there's a squad injury and he needs to be played, he'll play. And if there's time where people need to be rested, as we're going for the Champions League as well, yeah, he'll play. No qualms. I don't think there'll be any issues about that either. Systemically, he fits really, really well from what I've mm. seen so far. So, where's the problem? What What's wrong with letting people adjust? I, I don't understand this. You are, we are 25 points clear. 25. I was delirious when we beat Leicester. I was even more delirious, or actually, no, I wasn't really, when we beat Man United. This shit's done. We know it's done. It's all about the when now. When it happens, and we want to focus on other competitions, because we've got two more competitions we're in, you are going to value the squad that we have. Just relax. Just chill out. It's good. We are in a very good place. Be happy. Absolutely. And uh, do you want to get your thoughts on this whole Minamino thing? I think Baju's made some really good points. And I think, do we not learn what Jurgen Klopp is all about? He's all about kind of saving his players, letting them get up to... Get him up, to, get him up to speed with the system. Also, I think he doesn't like to play him an awful lot as well, and likes to keep him away from the limelight because he's trying to avoid that kind of attention that we are actually talking about right now. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't really have anything to add to what Paji said because it's 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 tiresome in a way because we've seen it happen so often, and yet uh, people keep talking about. Oh, this this guy's not playing. Does Klopp not rate him already? It's only been a month. It's only been a month. And as Paji said again, we've got the FA Cup where I'm not sure we're going to use all of our first teamers, where we will need Origi, where we will need Minamino, where he will play. And look, he's he's coming from Salzburg, with all due respect to them, they're not they're not a European powerhouse. And he's come from there to the best team in the world. He's not going to be starting every game right away. And Look at the guys that we had on our bench today. Uh, apart from maybe Lalana, who would you have Minamino in there ahead of? Uh, but, but, you know, sometimes I just feel like people want to have something to moan about because this team gives them basically nothing. Um, and hence the shouts about Minamino. I remember after, he, after that game against Wolves, there were a lot of shouts about him not being very good, but that was his first Premier League game. And honestly, it's tiring now. And I don't really pay much attention to uh, the shit that's being said about such situations. Because um, I think if, if you still don't trust Jurgen Klopp as a Liverpool fan, if you still don't trust what he's doing, uh, his method, how he goes about things, then you never are and you're never going to be happy. So um, I'll just avoid all of that. Be happy and... Uh, celebrate the mighty reds yeah absolutely and what we need to remember as well is the the kind of position that he's trying to get into as well is so settled as well and you know those kind of players play week in week out i just think it's ridiculous and i think he's going to be such a, a joy of a player i think he might be used a fair bit in the champions league as well you know given the fact that we kind of progress because let's be honest he is that kind of player that is 
that could cause a lot of problems um, for European teams. I mean, guys, this game is just so like, what do I talk about? So you know what? Let's kind of talk about the front three. Harinda, um, I'll come to you. Talk to me about the front three. Of course, of course, there was a bit of a difference. Sadio Mane did not play. Oxlade Chamberlain came in. For me, I thought. I mean, I I think you know some of the touch. You know, the the final ball wasn't the best. It wasn't the best in terms of. I think the the weather didn't help as well. The conditions probably didn't help Liverpool as well. But for most, I mean. Firmino, he had that ridiculous, you, you spoke about it earlier, you know, like, and, and I saw Amanda tweet something as well that said, ooh, since he's been baptised, he's, he's been a different beast, which kind of made me laugh. <laughs> uh, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, absolutely. Say. And even if you don't believe in God, Jedi Knight powery type things work in mysterious ways too. There you go. There you go. There's a force. There is a force. There's a force. Let's just call it that. Right. Um, I thought the front three work. You've seen him do this before. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything new, whereby, you know, in the first five, ten minutes, it, uh, it doesn't look as if much is happening. It may not happen. It might happen. Maybe probing, thinking, okay. But that whole passing range in regards to how they try and pass their way through a brick wall, so to speak, we've seen them do it. I kind of get the small touches and the intricacies and the flicks and tricks and so on, just to like bef- confuse and separate defenders. I get all that. And I wouldn't have got it so much if it hadn't been for the likes of Anfield Index. Plug for under pressure. There you go, gags. Yeah. AITs also, because the person who scored has got a great t shirt out. Ching. Um, you can send me the money later, Nina. Um, mm-hmm. In respect, to the front three the fact that you can change it and it looks like they're still trying to do the same things as if Mane was in playing and starting is good for me I like that I like that they weren't changing completely the way they were trying to get past Norwich again as I said we would have done the same things if Mane was on the pitch but it probably would have been a bit faster probably would have been a bit faster and had Bobby scored after taking it down from one leg and they're about to swivel and hit with the other before their defender block um, got the touch, would have been sensational. You know, it would have been, I suppose, the carbon copy of the goal that uh, Manny did actually score. But we would have had it in the first half and probably buried into the top corner. So when you look at it like that, and again, the front three, what, what will he say about them? Salah, yep, I agree with you. You know what, some of the touches may be a bit too intricate, maybe a bit too late. Some of the balls not quite having the right power on them in regards to who they want to put them onto. But doing all the right things, there's one that gets deflected over for, I think, the latter part of the first half. And I thought that was going in. Before the deflection happened, made sent it out for the corner. But the way that he turned, the way he positioned his body and set himself, all right, here we go. Unfortunately, defender gets in the way and over it goes for a corner. But the corners was a strange thing today. What was it with the bloody referee and where the ball was on the corner? And the free kicks as well. And coming back and redoing lines and making sure everything's okay and then picking the ball up, remonstrating a bit and putting it right back down again. I thought that was all very strange today for some odd reason, but strange to do it out well. I love this podcast. We're just pondering on random shit. We're just like... We've gone from like the corner... But I'm sure I'm not the only one who sat there and thought, Stuart Atwell, what are you doing? Yeah. What the hell? What is this pedanticness? What the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? It's yeah, a windy I... day. The ball moves. Fuck off. Yes. It wasn't just the corner, right? He came and did that spray three, four times on the same free kick when Trent was placing it on the same spot. Exactly. It's just like, doing? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, and then the Norwich crowd, oh, 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 there's terrible. Do you know what? I'll tell you what was terrible. In 13-14 was the last time I went to Norwich away. Yeah, I remember being in the front, front but three row or something like that in Norwich, not having a very great view of the game and singing about Fabio Fantastico, Fabio Magnifico, because obviously Fabio had scored against Chelsea the week before. Uh, it was, yeah, it was Chelsea, I'm sure. And I remember ha- seeing... 
how can I put this? There's no eloquent way to put this. Seeing some really stupid fans who had picked up the Sun newspaper and reading it on the way to the batch. And I was thinking, this is a bit strange. This is a lady with her two kids and like, I'm like, uh, not so, so. And they were going into the Liverpool end. And I said, you know, you really shouldn't be doing this. And she goes, oh, what? I'm like, that's not the right paper for us to read. Oh, really? Why? <clears throat> okay. I said, like, okay, I'll take a deep breath. And I was like, you've got two children here, but I think you might want to go and take a and learn what happened afterwards oh was it the sun i didn't know that oh so fucking hell man where have you been but after that i just said to myself you know i can't really be doing norwich away because it does my head and it takes you ages to bloody get there by train it's even worse by car because the motorway turns into an a road and it just takes you forever to get there and it almost feels like you are in the back of beyond of somewhere it's a bit like going to in manchester yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it does make you feel like you're back at beyond somewhere. Like, oh, what's that place in um, Drawsden? You know, when you go and go out to Manchester, you go past you, you go past all these little mm-hmm. things, and you get to a place called Drawsden or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, going past Wedenshire and all those kind of places. You're not going, well, you don't even know that you even existed in the world until I came to Manchester for university, and just because the bus said it. I realised that these places existed. Um, it's a bit like Norwich. Yeah, you only realise it exists because there's a football team there, and Delia Smith and Crisps and what else? Whatever, whatever other nonsense. Norwich Union. There you go. Aviva Life Insurance. That's, if they didn't exist, Norwich wouldn't. Nobody would knew Norwich. Nobody would know about Norwich. No one would know it was there. Seriously. Um, Stephen Fry as well. There's a famous one for you. There you go. See, I didn't even know that. I have no idea, but these are things. These are the desperate things we end up talking about. Match has got only got one goal, but it's such a good goal. And after them, and beyond that, and before that, there wasn't much else going on. No, absolutely. And I do have any country. Do you know any Norwich fans in India? (laughs) (laughs) Do they know Norwich exists in India? This pod is gone now, it's finished. It's done. What agenda? <laughs> yeah, no agenda. All yours, Emma, Adi. Emma. About the attack, talk to me about that. I th- what I kind of, again, I'm going to say something. When one of our players scores, um, be it Mane or be it Salah, I also don't like the fact that there's always like this social media agenda against the other one. And that, again, annoys me as well. Yeah, we're sat here, we're saying, yes, Salah probably wasn't the best, but it doesn't mean we should sell him, or he should go, or he's terrible. You, you know, I, I, it's just, I don't get it. As much as we all kind of deserve to win the league, sometimes I do sit there and I think, you know what, some people don't deserve to be happy. Yeah, they don't, des- and they aren't happy, so I think we can, we can ignore them. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Bloody hell, but yeah, the attack, I think it was, it was tough today uh, because of the wind. I mean, uh, the, the, the storm right now in, here in Brussels is about 12 hours away, I'm told. And I, I still couldn't stand outside because it was windy. It was that windy. So I can only imagine how bad it must have been to actually sit there and play football. Uh, but I think with the attack, it also puzzled me that we were going long so often. I mean... I would have thought basic, I mean, with my common sense, I'm not, I'm not a football tactician by any means, but just common sense that when it's windy, you don't want the ball stuck in the wind as much as you can. You try to play it on the ground, but it surprised me that we went long as often as we did. Um, but yeah, the attack, I thought Firmino was, was really sharp all game. Uh, as Paji said, would have really loved him to score that uh, goal of the season contender for sure. Uh, Ox was fine, but again, I, I don't really like him in the front three. He's such a better player when he plays in midfield. So um, that was, I think it was maybe unavoidable. Klopp didn't want to start Mane. There's Atletico coming up this week. So um, that, that was fine. Salah, I didn't think he was bad at all today. Um, he did some really good things. Um, and like pretty much the rest of the team, the final third, he got into the penalty box and didn't really make the right decisions most of the time. But again, he he gets teams petrified of him. 
and once again he had someone hugging him all game and <clears throat> that's the kind of attention he deals with and yet he almost always manages to make impact on game um i have no complaints about the way the attack played today it was it was difficult um, not the best conditions to play football in and eventually whether you score five or you win, or you score one you get three points so we scored one we got the three points and uh those who are complaining those who want to compare salah and mane uh, uh social media can be a weird place it can absolutely it can absolutely i mean guys is there anything you want to kind of talk about in this game i mean i suppose fabinho coming on was a positive i felt like that kind of tightened up the screws in the midfield what did you think of inda yeah i mentioned it earlier that you know mm. like i said you had 11 sledge well you had 11 ha- can't get my bloody mouth right nine hammer nine sledge hammers and two ha- not yet nine sledge hammers and two hammers on the pitch and all of a sudden you take two hammers off and bring on two sledge hammers you got 11 sledge on the pitch you're fucked literally you're fucked your wall whatever you want to do park a bus do whatever it's going to just get smashed down as soon as Fabinho came on he had a quick word with Henderson um and that was it yeah everything was faster sharper and they were more intent to camp in on um Norwich's half and and just keep on driving at them and in in effect it led to a very nice goal from Sadio Mane So Fab is Fab. I think when we'll come to playing Atletico Madrid he'll probably start. Given the fact he got the full half hour today. It gives me feeling that I think he'll probably start against them when we go away. And I I think how the team ended is probably what we will see starting against um Atletico. Yeah, I I'm with you there. Uh, what what do you think as well? Um are the I I think It's pretty much the likes of Fabinho and Mane back against Athletic, Atleti, in my opinion. Yeah, and that would make it the team that started the Champions League final last season, and it would be the first time this season that they play together. Ah, <laughs> nice little bit of trivia there for you people. See, highbrush on the cards as well. Okay, and Bilko Boys just typed in on on the Discord chat, and he wants to know how do you pronounce them um, the Norwich manager's name. Um, I'm going to let you guys go first. I, like- I, I think. Shall I just say it? Because he goes, Nina, you better not pronounce it with an Australian accent. Or, or hang on. Why don't you know how to say Daniel? No, fuck. Daniel. His name's Daniel. How yes, do you pronounce his name? Daniel. Da- da- Daniel Fark. Is it Farke? That is an interesting... He's German, right? It's Fark. 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 <laughs> go on, you guys have a go. I just did. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, <laughs> da? Dan, oh Dan, 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 Dan. Your turn, Adi. I thought it was Daniel Farker. I think it is Farker. I just couldn't fuck. Yeah, it sounds like fuck. I think I think we'll play it safe, like Pardew and say Dan. Yeah, I just couldn't Daniel. Dan, Dan. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> There you go, he's laughing nicely. <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine? It's just a bit like Meet the Parents. What's your name? Fuck. No, really. Gerlund Farker. <laughs> Daniel Farker. Too funny. Too, too funny. Are you right, guys? Because this part is so random. I'm just going to end it before we do Man of the Match. <laughs> Logo Simeone and Jürgen Klopp have a fight. Who's winning? Oh. It's fucking psychotic, right? You know it's psychotic because I think Diego Simeone is all like, "Yeah, I'm big bollocks," but I think Jurgen Klopp is like, "Don't test me, don't test me, don't test me." And then when he tests him, he fucking bites your head off. Do you know what? I've actually played this through in my head many a time. Okay, okay. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I would. It's the kind of shit I would, right? Um, <laughs> only because I always thought that Diego Simeone would be a great. manager for Liverpool because of his touchline antics and emotion from a tactical perspective I don't know which of the two would be better I, obviously I do know who's going to be better it's actually going to be Klopp right but um I like Simeone's passion a lot and the fact mm. that he he's done that kind of Steve Jobs Michael uh, sorry um Bill Gates kind of thing where 
they've written in some book somewhere of management that to decide how to be a good manager or leader or anything like that, you have very simple wardrobe, i.e. you wear the same shit all the time. Simeone wears all the same shit all the time. It's always a fucking black shoes, black suit, black tie, black, black belt. Yeah, you got Yeah, yeah, he does. And you know what? That's probably how he'd come out of fighting. Really fast, really snappy, a bit tenacious, a bit dirty, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And really get nitty gritty in, 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 on Jürgen Klopp. And he started the ankles like an ankle biter. This is kind of like how I would suggest that. This is how I think Simeone would fight. Yeah, he'd be literally nipping at the ankles, trying to bring Klopp down. And you just see Klopp pummeling in his head at the top, bang, 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 as, you know, you just see Simeone keep on trying to nibble away at his head, sorry, at his feet and ankles and stuff like that. And this goes on for about five, ten minutes until they're both fatigued. You know, the ankles are bleeding and, and Simeone doesn't know what to do because his head's dazed. And then ultimately you just see Klopp's glasses snap. And when the glasses snap, that's when he loses it. So he takes the other side of the glasses, you know, the bit that you put into your... When he turns into bird box, because <laughs> It's no bird box. He literally just turns the glasses around and puts them into Simeone's eyes. That's it. Literally Violet. Yeah. Violent. But it's a low, dirty move which goes, fuck off, Simeone. Bang. Straight into the eyes, like a poker. Steely, okay. hot-looking poker. Jürgen Klopp, the man, the myth, the legend. He killed Diego Simeone with his glasses. I do what about you. How do you see this one panning out? Because they're both quite feisty characters. One can't hide it. One kind of smiles. But sometimes you could tell he wants to grind those teeth and wants to lose it. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like it'll be like the Mayweather-McGregor fight where Simeon is McGregor and Klopp's Mayweather. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think. Do you yeah, think Sim- Cam could be Simeone in a different life, but with tighter trousers? Ooh. See, you know, like, to me, I think Cam's more like Fark, Danny. Oh, I don't know, there's a bit, there's something a bit, oh, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> I just think Fark looks fucking weird. I like him, I really do like him. <laughs> just because he speaks the same, he's got the same English teacher as Jürgen Club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At the moment, in the moment, the moment. Actually, you know what? Cam would be Cam would be maybe somebody like a Zinedine Zidane because I'm sure once Zinedine Zidane like slit his trousers celebrating a goal, his trousers <laughs> ripped. So maybe that's a good analogy. <laughs> Possible. 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 Yeah. Possible. But either which way, you just know the score. Jurgen's gonna fucking bat the shit out of Diego Simeone, whether he likes it or not. But, having said that, if it was a tag team match, and you had Jürgen Klopp and Jürgen's assistant manager, Pep, and Simeone, and Simeone's mad-ass motherfucking... I don't know what... Go home, go home, Jürgen. Go, okay, Jürgen, go. The scary thing is, Diego Simeone's a good cop in that situation. Look at his he's second in command. Nuts! Just look at him. Oh, fuck this shit. I'm out, I'm out of here. Okay, whatever you say, man. No problems. <laughs> oh, how, how we digress. How go, we digress. No one was expecting Atletico Madrid a preview, but they got one for free. <laughs> yeah, we turned into WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay, um, uh, Adi, I'm going to come to you. Um, uh, any final thoughts on your Man of the Magic tag team as well, if you want? We might as well end it. <laughs> okay. Uh, my Man of the Match, I don't know, really. I think I'm going to give it a joint Man of the Match between Alison and Mane. Mm-hmm. Mane came, came on and changed the game. Alison kept us in the game in the first half uh, with that save. So, uh, Alison and Mane. Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, isn't it? Uh, what yeah, about it what? Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. What about yourself, Emma Harinda? I think it's Bobby, and I think oh. the UP lads are going to have a field day on Bobby. I have a feeling in my bones that Bobby has done quite a lot of good stuff today. I like it. You've gone a bit left. Okay, we have three very, very good shouts. 
So um, I am actually going to be with Harinda here, and I'm going to see Bobby as well, uh, because it's first of all, I have a mad love for Bobby Firmino. I think Alison is just when he gets called in, he will save, and like you said, it was one shot on target, and that other save was like I think it would have been offside, and Marnie would have got it, but didn't play the full game. Oh, so look, yeah, the the shot on target is the hungry fella. Is the hungry fella. Bookie, yeah. Bookie. Hungry female. Yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll give it to Bobby as well. Guys, let me know your man of the match. Let me know. Guys, we have come to the end of this podcast. A massive thank you to Jason for for calling in. Really, really appreciate it. I'm just going to come over to the lads for some plugs. And Harinda, I'll come to you. Anything you want to plug? What do I want to plug? I actually want to plug AITs. Do you, know, do you know why? Because they're great. And I can't buy every single one of them because if I did, my wife would leave me and I'd be just left with the T-shirts and the sweatshirts and everything else. That would be nice, but it's not as nice as my family. So unfortunately, I can't. I need, I've stopped myself at the calm as you like. Um, there are many other things to plug. There are many other things to talk about, but in the interest of time, it's just going to be AITs this time for me because it's been it's been a revelation. There you go, people. Yeah, absolutely. And umbilical boys just come in there and said, "Please drop a Champions League DC for us soon." I've asked the. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I've asked the overlords that be for there to be a Desi special called Desitini's Child. Yes, you heard <laughs> it right. Desitini's Child. Comes, comes to the show, by the way. <laughs> Destiny's child, because we have reached our destiny, and we are going to get our child finally. Number nineteen, and nineteenth child is coming. It's God's, it's God's Beyonce. Cam's Michelle. Cam has to be Michelle. Oh no, I think there'd be a fight for Kay Rowland. Yeah, yeah, but Cam has to be Michelle. She's the most pointless one. <laughs> but she was a survivor. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. Ah, uh, yes. Kabumtish. She was a survivor. She was, absolutely. That AITs, thank you so much, AITs.co.uk. Um, we have some awesome, awesome, awesome merch there. Please do check it out. And what about yourself, Adi? Where can people find you on Twitter? Where can people find more of you and your work? Okay. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Aditya N underscore 28. Um, not, not, not doing much writing these days, but uh, just, just, just go listen to everything that AI has on the pro side, on the free side. Uh, it's the best time ever to be a Liverpool fan, so don't miss out on the fun. And, of course, I was going to plug AITs, but I think Paji's done justice to that already. Wonderful. Do check out both these guys on Twitter for my part. Yes, please check out AITs. Keep it on AI Pro as well. There's going to be excellent, excellent content there as well. I'll be doing a Euro incision. Also, like I said, AITs. And also, if you're on Instagram, go on to my Instagram the Nina Kaiser Show. That is my handle. Check it out. I will be doing videos again. I am back. The groove should be back. I will be doing something post-match for this, something for Champions League. I, I am back. And I'm not going to stop. And like, um, uh, like Adi said, it is the most wonderful time to be a Liverpool fan. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I will catch you for the next game, which... Um, I can't remember which one it is. This is where I am right now, but... Atletico Madrid. Oh, no, no, no. The the league. Is it West Ham? Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, Monday night, West Ham. I'll be here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and up the reds. Podcast Network.